Hey everybody, this is the Antipode, just checking in on a little trello bite here, while well, I actually have some time to do it. Uh, technically it's early in the morning, but it's really late at night for me. Um, recording this on the 18th of June, which will probably not be posted on the 18th, but who really cares. Um, just very quick on what I've been playing and whatnot for the week. Um, I've actually cracked open another game. I've been playing Yggdra Union. I believe I mentioned that on the previous podcast, but I'm not sure. Uh, Yggdra Union for the Game Boy Advance uh, is what I'm playing, and it's a really interesting game. Uh, I bought it a long, long time ago. It actually came out about three years ago. And it's a turn-based strategy game that's... Uh, a little bit unorthodox. It's not like you move your units right up to the enemy and you fight like advanced wars or something of the sort. But um, the game actually uh, takes battles and transforms them using what they call unions. And uh, just as a quick synopsis, the story is like one of those basic, uh, you know, somebody's trying to take over the world type of thing and they basically invade this castle and kill the king and try and take over and the princess flees and you take control of the princess whose name is Igdra and uh, she winds up running into a thief and they start their adventure together trying to save the kingdom or trying to bring the kingdom back from the empire that's trying to take over um, pretty standard fair story but um You've got, in the battle, in the combat system, I should say, uh, basically like two or three, maybe four characters that you use, and you're usually going up against much more than four people, maybe like six or eight, or maybe even ten characters. And at first it would seem, oh goodness, it's impossible for you to win if it's only <clears throat> your three troops versus like an army of like ten troops, and they all have, you know, their different groups, so... For example, you have a, a cavalry. Cavalry will be like um, a three horsemen. But then you'll have the swords people, the Valkyries, they call them. And that'll be a group of six. Usually most of the people on foot are groups of six. And people who are mounted are in groups of three, as, as far as I've seen so far. And I've played about ten hours of it. Uh, the way it works is you'll go up to a unit and you'll actually position your units in such a way that... When you engage in battle, all of your units, or any unit that is within the Union radius, is will participate in the battle. And the way the game works is female characters, they have a cross-shaped Union, so if you have characters standing right next to them, or two spaces away, in a straight line away from them, uh, they will be included in the battle. And if there's a male character, as what they call the Ace, that I should have mentioned that before. The character that you're using that you initiate battle with is called the Ace. And based on who that the gender of that character, the union radius is either a cross or an X. Females have the cross, so they have to be right adjacent to them. And with the males, you have to be diagonally uh, adjacent. So uh, down one and left one, down one and right one, that kind of thing, down two, left two. Uh, the characters on your side have to be arranged in that way to participate in whatever battle is going on. Um, the battles are pretty cool. They're actually not just like you sit and watch type of things. Um, 
when you actually take part in a battle, you have to manage a, uh, like a gauge on the top that if you hold left on the pad, it will turn into passive mode. Uh, your attacks will be weaker, but it'll build up the bar. And if you hold right, it'll go into aggressive mode where your attacks will be stronger, but the bar will drain. Uh, later on in the game, you actually get to use skills because, um, the way movement works in the game is based on cards. So you have a set of cards that you have to choose from. Each card has a number on it that tells how many spaces you can move that turn. And any character can move, but once you start a battle, the ace can't move anymore. So you can move your units all around and range them how you want. And the best thing to do is right after you arrange them, then you set up the attack so that everything is in place. Uh, if you wanted to set up an attack and then move somebody out of the way so that when it's the other side's turn, they don't get attacked or don't get involved in a union, you can move them afterwards if you have any movement points. Also on each of these cards is an ability that depends on like the time of day or who's the ace or uh, how many people are involved, maybe, I don't really know. Um, but I do know that a lot of them are based on the time of day, who's the ace. Um, some of them can be used by anybody, some of them can only be used by certain characters. But in a situation where you can use a skill, in battle, you run the passive mode so that the bar charges up all the way, gets to 100%, and then you either press A, uh, and then hold A after the the animation or whatever goes on, because it has this whole dramatic animation where they summon the card and then the, the magic spell comes out and whatever. And if it's a magic spell like, say, uh, a shield barrier that basically protects your side and, you know, no one on your side takes damage while it's active, you would press A to activate it and hold A while the animation is going on just to be safe. Once the animation is done, then battle will resume and you'll hold A as long as you want the shield and your borrow drain. And then when you let go A, it'll stay wherever it is. So you can like let it go to 50% or you can let it go all the way to zero. Uh, the other tactic is a B uh, move where you hold the B button. Uh, once you hold the B button, another bar will come up and it'll charge up. It can be interrupted by certain moves that the other side can do. So you have to be careful of that. But once that fills up all the way, then you get the animation, you summon the card, and it's usually an attack. And that attack will either be guarded or it'll be missed or it'll really hurt a lot or it'll hurt a little bit. It depends on, you know, what the luck of the draw is. Um, so that's basically how the game works. And it's really cool, really interesting. And uh, the story is, it's not really compelling at the moment, but I'm still in the beginning stages. I'm like chapter two. So I'm pretty sure it's going to get pretty insane. Or, or hopefully, it's, it's a story by Sting and... Sting is not really all that known for making really good stories. You know, they've done stuff like Evolution, which, meh. And then they have Riviera, which is pretty interesting. And I think I'd want to play that again because I I played it back when it first came out. and uh, I went through it. It was great, but I don't remember anything about it. So Riviera is uh, another cool game to play. And that game actually is a game that, uh, the storyline changes and that the ending changes based on what you do and who, what you say to people. So that's always a game worth replaying. Uh, but Adria Union is made by Sting, and it's a really, really interesting game. And it leads me to want to play uh, Nights in a Nightmare once that comes out. But who knows when I'm going to get to that or when I'm going to buy it. 
Um, along with Age Reunion, which I'm alternating with on a portable front, I'm playing uh, The World Ends With You still. I'm on uh, Day 2 with uh, the second character that I have partnered with named Joshua. The game is very frustrating at this point because I can't quite get with Joshua's style of playing. Like, uh, in the first set, in the first game, I should say, because basically every seven days is called a game, uh, I was partnered with Shiki, who's the, um, you know, the first partner that you get. And her style was pretty simple. You know, you get three cards, and as you're fighting with the character, you get to reveal one of the cards. You have to guess what the card is going to be. And if it's not the card that, if the card you guess is not the right one, then it shows you where that card is in the set of three. And then you're able to pretty much figure out easily where the three cards are. And you keep doing that over and over and over again. Not too bad. But this uh, second time around, you're playing with Joshua. And it's so annoying because he plays a, a high-low game where you'll get five numbers. And what you have to do is as you're fighting, you're pressing left, you know, left or right and up to navigate a course to whatever the destination is, whatever number is at the other end. It has to either be higher than, lower than, or equal to the number that you're currently selected. So, for example, if you get a six and an up arrow, you have to pick a seven, eight, or nine. If it's a three with a lower arrow or down arrow, you have to pick two, one, or zero. And, of course, if it's four with an equal sign, you have to find a four. And then that leads into... Yeah, the equal signs are the, always the worst because they don't always give you a four out of the choices. So you have to cancel your attack and start over again. Uh, what makes things even harder is that Joshua can't jump. So in order for him to evade attacks, he has to dodge. And that's done by pressing down on the control pad. The, the enemies sometimes just gang up on you and they just like all attack one after the other. And they kind of overlap his dodge animation. So that if you were to dodge one, you have no choice but to get hit by the other because there's a little bit of a delay in dodges. Uh, and then all at the same time, you're running around with Necro on the bottom of the screen with the stylus and trying to attack and pass the light puck back and forth for more damage. And then they give you hard mode, which makes the enemies really hard. Uh, more HP, more they do more damage to you, you do less damage to them. And then there's different items you get from all of that stuff. And it just gets really frustrating at times, but I always push ahead, make sure I go ahead with it. And um, I'll probably be making some kind of progress in it over the weekend. If I can get some time to really just sit down and play it. I'd like to get through the seven days with Joshua before July 1st. And then uh, I think that the next character might be Beat. Uh, if you're familiar with World Ends With You, then you would already know the answer. And if you're not familiar with The World Ends With You, then, oh, well, so what? Um, on the non-portable front, I have been playing Okami for the Wii, and it's still very, very enjoyable. Have a great time just, you know, sitting down, relaxing, playing the game. And it gets to the point where I know I want to stop, but I can't. Like, I went into a dungeon, uh, second dungeon in the game, they call, uh, Suta Ruins. And I wanted to stop as soon as I started, but I wound up just exploring a little bit. And from that little bit of exploration, I wound up pretty much traversing the entire level. And 
the only reason why I didn't stop was because I didn't save. I, I chose not to save. I just chose, uh, well, look, there's this little side area that looks like it may be a hidden area and then I can come back and save and then do the main part of the dungeon. Uh, turns out that that probably was the dungeon because there's like poison water. Um, but the only thing is like I'm able to draw lily pads over the water so I'm pretty sure that I was able to go through that part of the dungeon. I don't know. But I wound up playing like a good half hour, hour longer than I really wanted to. And it was still really great. Still really fun. And I'm at the boss of that level. Um, not really much else to say about that game. It's really good. And uh, I do have to uh, rescind a something that I mentioned over the podcast and things that I've mentioned to several people, even though they probably don't listen to this podcast. But um, I, I had stated that Joyride came out. Uh, I based that off of a news story. And then right after the news story, I went to Xbox.com and downloaded something for Joyride. I guess I wasn't really paying attention. It was really late at night. It was definitely really late at night. And uh, it looks like I downloaded the trailer for Joyride, which was free, of course. Um, so no, Joyride's not out yet. And um, I will probably definitely, probably definitely, <laughs> I will definitely try it out once it comes out and, you know, try and get some people to play with. But I definitely won't be getting down with the microtransactions. It's just not my cup of tea. Okay, so I don't really have much else to talk about. And I don't really like to have filler and bring up time limits and whatnot, like uh, Mr. 2Ls, 2Cs, Vellucci <laughs> does. Um, so I'm probably just going to stop it here. Before I go, I'll just mention that uh, I do play like Smash Brothers. Uh, I do play Smash Brothers just about every day at work. And um, I, I trade off wins with guy I work with. It's really fun. and. Um, it's really fun. Yeah. Really, really fun. Uh, most of the time I lose, like, in terms of the number of kills at the end of the hour that we play. But I I get really close, I guess. I'm not really, like, competitive, I guess you could say, anymore. Just because I used to really destroy people in games. And then I found out that I just wasn't having that much fun. Because I'd be annoying people. I was just that good, I guess, when I was younger. So I kind of just chilled out and stopped being so competitive and so to the point with winning. Uh, it's probably a weakness on my point now because I always lose. But anyway, um, you can find me if you'd like to find me at xlm2k.blogspot.com. That's my guitar and games blog, which I probably update about once a month. Uh, sue me. And I have my Facebook page, which I update pretty much all the time. But you got to be a friend in order to see it. That's facebook.com slash xlm2k. So uh, that's about it for me. Everybody enjoy yourself. Keep playing those games. And right into the mailbag, please. I would love to you know, answer some questions and things like that. And uh, hopefully we'll come up with some interesting topics so we can have some people just give us feedback. Uh, enjoy. And until the next podcast, see you.